With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network. Welcome back into Tapped Out here on the BetQL Network. Final segment this Saturday night with father of the year, Brendan Tobin. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, as always, produced by Jake Nowaker. Uh, We've got action once again coming up next week, and it's daytime action. It is in London. Those London cards might as well be pay-per-views with how good the audience is and usually the card. Now, I'll admit, this card is good, not great. Let's go ahead and start at the top with the return of my guy, the future heavyweight champion of the world. He is Tom Aspinall, friend of the show, makes his return. We haven't seen him in a long time versus Marcin Tybora. Now, as much as I love Aspinall, I'm not willing to pay the odds that MGM has Matt right now. Minus 450 for a guy coming off a pretty serious injury. Tybora, the underdog money at plus 340. I'm not touching it. What's your early play? Um, I mean, like, I, I got to imagine Aspinall. I still think he's going to go out there and get the finish. But you're right. Like, I think you, as we were just talking about with Jamal Hill earlier in the show, like these injuries, you come back from a devastating knee injury. Um, guy looked like he had a rocket on his back that he was going to be the next one in this heavyweight division. And you do kind of want to see that test out. I, I do think good on the UFC. Cause I don't feel like Marcin Tybora is like too much of a, of a, of a monster fight. So it's nice for them to almost give him, I want to be disrespectful and call it a tune up, but that's what it feels like. You know, Tabora is like just a, a tested veteran, a guy who's got experience, so he's dangerous. Like he can't just feel like he's gonna, you know, show up and and get the win. But I think that, uh, you know, it's nice that he's not going in there right away and he's taking on a top five guy and say, "Go ahead, Aspinall, let's see how your knee's doing." Well, you don't have to call it a tune-up because Bet MGM did that for you with the odds at plus three forty. That's exactly what they're calling it. Although that was basically the same odds you could get Drake as Duplessis last Saturday night against Robert Whitaker, and we know how that turned out. So. Underdog money sometimes is good money here on tapped out. But it the is, co-main it event. Is, Go ahead. I'll just say it will it is interesting with uh with Tom. Like if he does do something impressive, you know, we got this John versus Steep. If I come out, John is kind of teased that like he might retire after this. So I do think that Aspinall has an a chance here. I don't know if like you could ever look at a Tybora fight as a number one contender fight, but Aspinall's high enough in the rankings that like if he were to go out there, have a very impressive performance. Could he lure John Jones to a London fight? I think that would be really cool to see John Jones uh, across the pond and see what that, uh, what kind of atmosphere that would be. Oh, yeah. He was a top five heavyweight fighter before he got hurt. We'll see what he looks like post-surgery. He's been out of the octagon for a while. And you're right, the heavyweight division. I mean, if John comes back and fights Cyril Ghosn, and that was the big headline fight, I think that pretty much tells us that there's some room for names like Tom Aspinall out there after Stipe. So it is interesting to see where that whole heavyweight picture kind of comes into clarity. The co-main event, Molly McCann, they love her out there. 
versus Julia Storolenko. You can get the underdog at plus 275. I, again, I'm not, I love Molly McCann. I had her by knockout. Remember that night she had the spinning elbow and I started freaking out live on the radio? It was great, but I'm not paying minus 350. What say you? I mean, I'll probably look and see what Molly is via knockout that one. That's probably where I'm going to go. But look, like last time she loses to Aaron Blanchfield, Blanchfield looks like the truth. I mean, like that's not that's not one I'd hold my my head too too bad against. And there's just something about, you know, we talk about this all the time. Fighters fighting at home and fighters fighting on the road. Derek Lewis, terrible in Texas. Molly, Molly McCann's like a superhero in London, dude. Like that's like yeah, she she gets a little something extra from that crowd. You know, she's throwing spinning elbows up the wazoo to try and, you know, find a finish. You can't go against Meatball uh, in, 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 in London. She's not losing that fight. It sucks Patty's not on the card. It does suck. I mean, like, congratulations on your wedding. But, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, get your ass in the uh, in the cage there, Patty. I feel bad. What was he dealing saying. with an injury, too? He's on a comeback. He's hurt. Too, but yeah, he's hurt yeah, he's, or heavy or something. He'll, he'll probably. Get, he'll, he'll, they should have, you know what they should do? They, I don't think what? they ever, they should do guest broadcast Patty Pimblett. Like, ha- give him the headset while Molly's fighting. I like it, dude. I love it. Yeah. I don't know if they would do it, but I love it. After the way it just worked out with Adesanya the last time I thought, you know, last year, I don't, I don't know. I think that maybe they stay away from that. Mm. We'll see. I Fair think it's point. a good idea. Fair point. Uh, Andre Muniz is an underdog, minus 200. You got to pay two to one versus Paul Craig. Why plus 160? Why is Paul Craig always an underdog in every fight that he gets into? That guy's a total badass. I don't know. I, it's it's an interesting question. Like, I think that people look at him and you know, they, they just think that maybe he's a bit of a one trick pony with the uh, the submission game that he's gonna go. But I mean, he was on a run before losing to Uzdemir and losing to Johnny Walker. So you know, I think both of these guys, they're looking for that comeback fight. They've both lost to, to top-notch guys. Munez uh, losing to Brendan Allen. So I think that's probably just the, the case of it that they look at Paul Craig. He's taken a couple losses in a row. Um, you know, is it getting past him a little bit? I think that's probably why that is the way that is right now. Speaking of Johnny Walker, we found out this week his brother, Walter Walker, is going to be out of his first UFC fight. So if you were looking forward to Walter Walker making the walk in the UFC, you got to wait a little bit longer. But you don't have to wait too much longer for UFC 291 in Salt Lake. That's coming up at the end of July. Of course, the BMF belt is on the line in the main event. That's Dustin versus Justin. Right now at BetMGM, Dustin's a minus 120 favorite. Justin Gaethje is plus 105. I feel like we both agree you're kind of going to have to find some odds or around or how you think this fight's going to finish. I'm not at all surprised with the odds, though. Like, I thought it was either going to be a pick or Dustin would be a slight favorite, which he is. Which it feels the right way. Like, I mean, these guys are super close, but Dustin and them, they have fought. I don't Correct. feel like either one of them is a significantly different fighter from when they fought, even though it was years ago. So... I think that's probably right. Like you saw Dustin got the edge. I think Dustin's probably a little bit better, a little bit more well-rounded than Justin Gaethje. But I don't think Justin Gaethje's out of this by any means. I was fascinated by the methods, though, because the biggest thing I was concerned about going into this was altitude. And to know that Dustin Poirier is going to go in there about a week out and he's going to start sleeping in a tent and elevating day by day as the fight gets closer... That's pretty genius. I, I don't know. Like, I, I always wonder, like, is this stuff overkill? Because I definitely thought, like, 
the uh, the altitude thing was a bit of an overstatement, like when it was Heat Nuggets, you know, because he got their ass kicked in the in Miami plenty against Denver. It didn't really seem to matter. They won in Denver, so. I always wonder, is it too much of a thing? But, like, fighters will think about this stuff. And so the fact that he's going to go little by little up the uh, the altitude by sleeping in a tent, eh, I like that. that, that it, it eased my concerns about Dustin because uh, Salt Lake City, uh, above sea level, I don't know if you know this, uh, we're almost underwater in South Florida, dude. I, I'm aware of that. I was going to say, he says the guy that's, what, like six inches above sea level. And I've been to Salt Lake City, Park City, in fact, skied there back in the day. That that is some legit altitude. So I would suggest not uh, not being Kane Velasquez down there in Mexico. Get out there early. Do your thing. Get acclimated to the elevation, dude. I was in Keystone skiing with the family, skiing in air quotes in Colorado this past year because the altitude messed with me so bad. It took me out for like three days. So and I wasn't trying to fight. I was just trying to right. get up and get on a ski lift. So my advice would be yes, get out there early and, and get yourself acclimated. And for the, like, if you guys don't know, uh, Gaethje trains in Colorado, so he's used to this. That's why I'm not really, like, it's not a Gaethje thing that's a concern. And I think Dustin's shown over his career. Cardio, not an issue for the guy. But it was something, like, when you're, as you said, like, an a fight this close by the odds, you're looking for those razor-thin questions and decisions. Could that be a thing? But Dustin is taking measures to try and combat that in addition to having, you know, a, a heck of a, opponent to take on against for this uh, BMF belt version two. You wouldn't last a minute in the mountains. Brendan Tobin, sports machine, Sean Levine, co-main event, Jan Blahovic takes on Pereira, plus 120, actually an underdog. So he fights Israel Adesanya a bunch of times, right? And he's the favorite. And then he comes in at underdog money, plus 120. Jan Blahovic is the favorite at minus 145. It's Pereira's welcome to the light heavyweight division. What are your early thoughts on this one? Curious to see what Pereira looks like uh, fight week to see, you know, I think we've all marveled at how he does make 185 and how that was even a thing. You know, I think with, with when Izzy made the jump to 205, Izzy looks like the perfect 185 fighter, just lean, fast. Pereira looks like he was cutting a lot of weight and it's Marvel that he got there. Um, But Jan is, as we've seen, you know, to do a little MMA math here, against Stylebender, like the guy was like a grizzly bear and he just knew how to welcome somebody to a new division a new weight class i if these guys i, I am telling you sean though like if, they, if there is a moment where these guys are in the pocket throwing bombs polish power versus pajeda wow i mean that that feels like it has the makings of like maybe round of the year a knockout of the year could be happening so i i hope it doesn't go to the ground like we saw in the the jan Stylebender fight because these two guys and the kind of explosion they had feels like it could make for an awesome fight. Is it all of a sudden a number one contender fight? Because now we don't have Yuri Prahas. So if I, if you're just now joining us, uh, Jamal Hill ruptured his Achilles. He was supposed to fight Yuri Prahaska. So now Prahaska doesn't have an opponent. These guys are going at it. I think I just did some matchmaking for the promotion. Not that it was difficult, but does the winner of this fight get to take on Yuri for the vacant belt? Man, it's interesting. Like, I wonder if they'll even do the thing where they just throw the belts on the line for this fight. I mean, I, I like what for you're saying. But I, I wouldn't rule it out. I like what you're saying better. I think that they should because, you know, it could be kind of weird to not to have a championship fight and then fight for the BMF belt. That'd be a little bit wacky. But I certainly I, I, I wouldn't put it past them. You know, they want to beef up these pay-per-views as much as possible. 
another title fight never hurts. But I, I like what you're saying better. Like, have these guys fight for the right to fight Yuri, and then that goes for the title. Great show. Great stuff, as always. We appreciate our guest, Andrew Gombas, joined us earlier. We had on Daya Davis. For my producer, Jake Nowaker, and my co-host, Brendan Tobin, I'm merely the sports machine, Sean Levine. Enjoy the fights tonight. Keep it right here. You're locked into the BetQL Network. Good Saturday night.